I think for many years now we've seen that yes, Australians are concerned about this issue. Yes, they are, they understand that it's happening and that we need to do something about it, but it hasn't translated in the political sphere. At this election, it really has. Um, so this is new. Welcome to the Renew Our World podcast. Renew Our World is a global movement of Christians who believe that since we are truly image bearers of God, we should act like it, living out love for one another in actions and in truth. Since we are image bearers of God, we won't stand by while our neighbours are trapped in poverty and we won't stay idle as creation is left untended and inequality is left to fester. In this podcast, we're going to go on a journey together of discovering a theology of creation care. We'll be discussing the latest in climate news, chatting with industry leaders, theologians and practitioners and hearing from some of our incredible partners who are working on the ground. Join us this season as we learn about creation care and what we can do in our own lives to play part in a much bigger restorative story. So hi guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Renewal World podcast and today I'm really excited to have Emma who works with uh, Tear Fund Australia and Emma has recently um, just uh, well, Emma, you've been you've been working for Australia, Tear from Australia for for quite a while, and uh, now you've got a you're the new um, advocacy um, person in, in Tear from Australia. But I'm going to let you explain a bit more about yourself in a minute. But um, yeah, we're really excited to be chatting about the recent Australian election today in the podcast, and particularly thinking about climate and how climate maybe interacted with the the election campaign and post election now. What does um, the election potentially mean for for climate action for Australia, but also sort of globally as well? So we're really, really, really excited. Episodes. Uh, if you're an election nerd like me, um, hopefully you'll you'll um, enjoy this in the, this chat this morning. But uh, Emma, yeah, great to have you. How are you? How are you doing? It's 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 just about coming midday for me, and I think we're coming close to nine p.m. for you. But uh, yeah, how are you? How are you doing this evening? I'm really well, David, and yeah, really pleased to be talking with you as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm really, really looking forward to our chat um, today. Yeah. So Emma, look, maybe you could start us off by telling us a little bit about who you are and and what you do. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I um, I work for Tear Fund Australia. I have recently been appointed as uh, head of advocacy here. Um, I've been working with Tear Fund uh, for just over seven years um, in advocacy, working in in more of our sort of campaign design. Um, yeah, but I've just stepped in, um, yeah, to lead our advocacy work recently. And I've been involved in the sector, yeah, for for a number of years before that as well. Great, great. And you sort of, you've been working in the area, I guess, of justice and church and justice for a little while. Um, is that something that you're particularly passionate about? Yeah, it really is. Um, I think that, you know, particularly as a Christian, um, I think that the church uh, has a really important role to play when it comes to speaking up on issues of justice, um, particularly as they affect the world's most vulnerable um, people and communities. Um, that's a big part of what I do and empowering and equipping others um, to be that voice as well is something, yeah, that I am really passionate about. That's great, Emma. Cheers. Thanks for that. And uh, I guess people people may know this and they may not know it, but what used to be Tear Australia, which is now Tear Fund Australia, 
are one of the founding members, I guess, of Renew Your World and have been involved in the campaign since its since its foundations. And maybe you want to tell us a little bit more about Tear Fund Australia. What what sort of work does Tear Fund Australia do? Sure. So Tear Fund is a Christian development, relief and advocacy organisation uh, responding to global poverty and in and injustice. So we work with Christian partners around the world in some of the most challenging contexts, uh, supporting communities in their efforts to to overcome the challenges of poverty. Um, But alongside this international work, we also work uh, with the church in Australia, um, helping them to consider how it is um, that we can make uh, biblically shaped responses to poverty and injustice as Christians mm-hmm. living in mm-hmm. Australia. Um, given the threat that climate change is to the global effort to end poverty, um, that is a big focus of the work that we do in, in engaging the church and in our advocacy. Um, yeah, one of yeah. the recent um, uh, you know, one of our recent sort of uh, pieces of work has been the release of a, a major research report, um, They Shall Inherit the Earth, which looked at the attitudes of Christians um, towards climate change, how they are engaging with the issue and, and how they consider that um, in relation to their faith and their understanding of the mission of the church. And, yeah, that's been mm-hmm. a big focus um, of our work most recently. Yeah. I really love the name of the report. That's a really, really great um hook for the report and was there what was there any like if you could say what was the headline sort of finding in that report what do you think was like the big thing that really jumped out to you yeah well obviously um one of the key findings so we looked in particular at christians aged between um, the ages of 18 to 40 years and and what we really saw there was not only high levels of engagement but high levels of concern um, and it was more than three in five Christians within that age group saying they're either very or extremely concerned about mm-hmm. climate change and what we saw was that the younger the Christian within that age group the more likely they were to be extremely concerned so um, you know for a long time we've known that you know in Australia in our context that you know, the Australian community is concerned about this issue and and what we really confirmed was that this uh, this um, concern is shared, particularly amongst the younger members of our church. Yeah, that's really interesting, and it probably probably takes us uh, to into a good segue, maybe into thinking about the most recent Australian election. Um, at the time of recording this podcast, that was that happened uh, last weekend. The, most, the, the weekend just gone, um, and maybe if you're listening to this podcast at a different time. Um, you you know might be might be a different different time time um, time period for you thinking about when the election happened, but um, but yeah, I guess that 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 election in a lot of ways seems to be uh, pretty momentous from a climate perspective. Um, I wonder, could you tell us a little bit, like in terms of the election campaign itself, what what was the ca- campaign like in terms of climate as a campaign topic? You know, how much did it shape the election campaign? Do you think? Well, climate change was a defining feature of this election. This was finally our climate election. Mm. Um, in the lead up to the election, you know, our national uh, broadcaster runs this vote uh, compass and and it was climate change that more Australians than, you know, nominated as the number one issue um, more than any other topic. And wow. 
Um, at a national level, you know, during the campaign itself, we saw the major parties trying to steer away from it a bit um, as, as a sort of big part of their campaign narrative. But at that local electorate level, at the community level, it had a huge impact. Um, and we saw that in the results that are still being, you know, as, as you say, it's still fresh as we're speaking today. Those results are still being finalised. But mm-hmm. But there were really significant swings um, towards candidates who who ran on strong climate action platforms in in unexpected places. Um, And the result is uh, even, you know, knowing what we know now with some things still to be worked out, the result is a big shift um, in the political landscape here, certainly in the climate policy landscape here. Uh, We have a change in government and, um, and we have a number of, independents um, and crossbenchers who have ambitious, who have an ambitious climate action agenda uh, mm-hmm. and a strong mandate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting to hear. Um, and I guess that takes me on to my next question then in terms of the, the candidates and I guess to an extent, you know, the parties that um, have been perceived to have, have won this election, you know, do you, do you know, um, you know, I think listeners in different parts of the world probably don't know the minute of, of um, maybe uh, the platforms that some of those candidates stood on. But yeah, could you tell us a little bit about what were maybe some of their climate promises that they made during that election campaign? Yeah, so there's been a lot of conversation, I suppose, in the political space about um, our just simply having targets, net zero targets. Um, it was only towards the end of last year that the government at the time um, committed to sort of the net zero by 2050 um, target and that only came after significant sort of international pressure. Mm-hmm. So our new government, um, you know, has an interim 2030 target that's, uh, you know, the fact that they have one, that is that puts us in a stronger position and it, um, and it is you know, stronger than what we've had previously. It's still uh, not enough to be consistent with what would be our fair share of that, you know, Paris Agreement um, target. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, we've got this um, this strong crossbench um, and other minor parties who, who have stronger targets again, um, and there will be pressure um, on the government coming, coming from those... Um, you know, from those parts of the parliament uh, to mm-hmm. up their game. Yeah. So I guess maybe it sounds like they might act as almost like a, a bit of a climate watchdog, maybe on the new government and kind of say, look, you know, you're, you're not meeting your promises here. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. And and I think they'll be, um, yeah, not only to be delivering on their promises, but to pushing for um, more ambitious promises as well in yeah. our upper house. Um uh, our Greens uh, party that has has very strong um, emissions reductions targets uh, will have quite a uh, an influential position there, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm sure they'll use it uh, yeah. in that yeah, direction. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's encouraging even to hear a 2030 target. You know, certainly a lot of a lot of um, a lot of countries are still pushing for 2050. You know, and and um, I think. I think other countries have even, you know, made promises even later in the day, whether it be, you know, China and India. Um, but yeah, it's great, great to finally see a target and and something to mm. work for, and um, really encouraging that that's been that's been pushed down to, to 2030 as well, which which is um, encouraging to hear for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, it's positive, that's for sure. Yeah, 
One one other question I have is I, I listened to the the speech from the the new um, uh, Labour Prime Minister for for Australia, and um, I think it was, it was is it Albanese? Is that am I saying his name right? Albanese. Anthony Albanese, Albanese. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Albanese. Yeah. And um, but so the new prime minister said in a speech that this was going to be the end of the climate wars. And I guess as, a, as an outsider looking in, it made me wonder, oh, is he, is he referencing future climate wars over, you know, reduced resources because of drought or, or that kind of stuff? But um, I was kind of surprised to hear actually it was it's a phrase maybe that's specific to maybe. Australian politics and what's what's been happening around around climate. So yeah, I wondered, could you fill us in a little bit on on that? Sure. Yeah, it's um it's exactly that. So for a number of years now, um, the issue of climate change has been one that has been politicised along party lines um, in a really divisive and and toxic way. Um, Prime ministers have fallen <laughs> over. Um, over this area uh, and it's it's meant that the national conversation has been just totally stuck um, and certainly any um, meaningful action to address climate change has been stunted and derailed by this. I, I think so what's encouraging, I think, about what the new Prime Minister is saying is that is climate action shouldn't be controversial uh, this should be something that we all just agree with and and get on with, and and it's not something that should be weaponized uh, as a political yeah, tool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really encouraging to hear. Yeah, um, and I guess maybe as we as we wrap up our conversation and um, sort of start start bringing it into a close as well, you know, what what do you think this means for climate action in Australia, both domestically and internationally? Because I, I guess climate policies, you know, apply to how we might shape our economy, they might apply to um, public transport and all those things are, are, are domestic issues. But also we know that obviously when we look at COP and we look at the UN agreements, they're international and we need you know good, strong international cooperation and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, what I'm curious to know what your thoughts might be as to what, yeah, what what do you think this shift in direction for Australia means, both domestically for Australia and then internationally as well? Sure. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see. This is such, it has been such a change politically. One of the things that I am most encouraged by from where I sit, you know, in my work, um, is just how strong the community mandate for action is domestically. Mm. Um, I think for you know, many years now we've seen that, yes, Australians are concerned about this issue, yes, they they understand that it's happening and that we need to do something about it, but it hasn't translated in the political sphere. At this election it really has. Um, so this is new. Uh, so it's going mm-hmm. to be interesting to see, see what that means and what that opens up. I think certainly the rhetoric um, that you know, has come from the new government in these early days um, indicates a much more positive agenda in this direction. And I think, you know, we can expect a different posture in those international forums as well. Um, Within the next six months, we know we have um, a Pacific Islands Forum, uh, Asia-Pacific Ministerial Conference on Disaster Risk Reduction, and then, of course, COP. So there's there's a few chances uh, just within 
you know, the next six months um, to see how it translates. Um, yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely one, one thing I noticed when I've been at the, the COP negotiations has been it's good to, to get certain, you know, strategic countries and influential countries like Australia. It's good to, to get them, um, yeah, ne- negotiating in, in the right space because it, it, it's, I guess it brings in other, other countries as well who might be, you know, strategically aligned to Australia to, to also up their ambitions. So um, hopefully this means um, some good news on the international front as well, which is great. Um, well, look, just just as we round up our our, our chat, um, can I actually say to to you guys in, in Turf in Australia, well done for all your hard work on climate over the last number of years. And I know, um, I know it's tough, isn't it, sometimes to to keep uh, talking about climate and keep talking about it from a global poverty perspective, and particularly to really draw those mm-hmm. links for Christians and say this is absolutely a justice issue. This is an issue that God cares about, and um, I just want to really congratulate you guys in Dear from Australia for a lot of the hard work that you guys have been doing over the last uh, good number of years. And, and I'm really, really glad for, for you guys that you can um, look at this time in Australia's political um, trajectory and say that climate has become an issue that um, people are, are caring about more and more. And congratulate you guys on, yeah, keep continuing to work with the church to, to, um, to, to, to help them become part of a, of a climate justice movement um, as well. But um, yeah, so we, we, we thank you for all your, your hard work over the, year, over the years, Emma, and everyone else at Tear from Australia as well. We really congratulate you guys for, for a job well done. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate that. And, and can I just acknowledge to the efforts of many faithful Christians amongst our, our wider community of friends and supporters. Um, So many people have been praying and faithfully writing letters and visiting um, their politicians um, to to see movement on this issue. And and I think regardless of of where you sit along the political spectrum, uh, when you see uh, a shift towards justice on an issue as significant as this, um, it's something to really give thanks for. So yeah, thank yeah. you. That's great, Emma. Cheers. Well, look, that's that's the uh, the end of our conversation on this podcast episode on on the on the recent elections. But do keep an eye out on our social media channels and also the Renew World website, and uh, we'll have hopefully some more more comment on there as well. And please do check out Turf in Australia's website as well. You'll, you'll also get some some really great information there as well um, about the the work of climate justice in Australia. And uh, you'll also get maybe some some blog pieces on the on the election as well and what that means for for climate. But uh, until then, uh, yeah, Emma, we just really thank you for joining us today, and um, we look forward to our next our next podcast. Um, yeah, do keep an eye out for that over the next couple of weeks. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Renew Our World podcast. To learn more about the Renew Our World campaign or to hear about some of the work that our partners are doing, make sure you jump on over to our website at renewourworld.net. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a podcast episode again.